What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, let's break down what's been going on with Geraldo Perdomo, what has led to his success this season, and then part two with Sully Baseball, where we look at past standings from the last few years and seeing how teams fared entering May to see which division leaders were able to hold up till the very end, who went from first to last, who went from worst to first, all entering the month of May. So basically looking at standings after the first month and seeing if records held up through the rest of the year, because of course the D-backs are a team that's feeling pretty good entering May right now. So we want to compare them to other teams of their elk in the past. So we're doing all that on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. We are trying to hit 500 subscribers by the end of May, I guess. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. I couldn't grow that channel without your support. So thank you to everyone who has hit follow on this journey. But for today's podcast, we're going to talk to Sully Baseball for part two, looking at standings from the last few years, see how teams fared on May 1st and which of those records were able to hold up until the very end, you know, first to worst, worst to first and all that jazz. But before we get there, I want to talk about Geraldo Perdomo, who's been a man unleashed this season, a man who's been on fire and quite literally one of the best players in baseball right now because if you mess with the filters a little bit on fan graphs because Geraldo Perdomo is someone that has only 71 plate appearances this year he's played in 22 games which is like a decent amount but in terms of plate appearances just not that much you know it's like maybe 40 to 60 less than like the top players in Major League Baseball so I don't even know if he counts as a qualified player, but among all players with at least 70 plate appearances, Geraldo Perdomo currently has the second best average at 383 and fifth best WRC plus in all of baseball at 188. And Geraldo Perdomo has just been absolutely insane this season. And I want to talk about what has led to that success for Perdomo this year and why is he bawling out of his mind? Why is he playing so insane? Because doing this research, doing this deep dive, it was actually hard to figure out what's led to this drastic jump in offensive explosion for Aldo Perdomo because he's quite literally the hottest player on the D-backs and one of the hottest players in all of baseball. And it's like, 
Why is this happening to Perdomo? Is it chasing stuff? Is it the kind of pitches he's seeing? Is he taking more pitches? Is he being more aggressive than usual? And just going through the research, we'll talk about the numbers here, but just going through the research, coming through, combing through the numbers, my final takeaway is Perdomo just straight up hot, man. There's really not much differently from most of his numbers from last year to this year outside of uh, his average is just a lot higher against every pitch. He's just crushing pitches a lot more with consistency. Like he's just hitting the ball and it's just, he's hitting the ball and it's going to where players aren't. Like that's the best way you could describe it. Like he's just quite literally hot. Every time he makes solid contact, it's finding open grass and you can't really find much improvement from last year to this year outside of looking at his batting average and things of that nature. So it's kind of actually crazy to like, it's kind of like hard to figure out what led to this Perdomo success. So let's talk about some of the numbers because like if you look at exit velo, you thought that would be an indicator, but quite literally, he's like 85 mile an hour exit velo last year. It's at 84.8 this year. Exit velo is the same. He gets a little bit more of the sweet spot when it comes to his bat, 28% sweet spot percentage last year, 42.9% this year, but his hard hit percentage, 25% last year, 14% this year. The strikeout rate's pretty much the same. The walk rate's pretty much the same. Now, when you look at his breakdown against certain pitches, like of course you see a drastic jump here. He had a 198 average last year against fastballs. This year, a 348 average against fastballs, but a 522 slugging, a 259 slugging last year against fastballs. Against breaking balls, last year, a 110 average, a 134 slugging. This year, a 500 average, a 700 slugging. And against off-speed pitches last year, a 267 average, a 395 slugging. And this year, 500 average and a 1500 slugging. So it's like every kind of pitch you could throw at Perdomo, he's crushed it this year. And it's like, why is that happening? Is he just being more consistent with not chasing pitches, being smarter? But it's like, even if you look at his chase rate, it was at 21.5% last year. It's at 20% this year. His chase contact percentage, how much does he chase and still make contact? It's actually gone down this year. So it's like, he's not chasing pitches any more than he has. Like his swing percentage is quite literally the same as last year. So he still swings the same amount of times. His whiff percentage is right around the same too. So it's like most of the numbers that you see where Geraldo Perdomo really haven't changed that much. And that's why it's like so confusing to figure out what's led to this success for Perdomo this year. If you look at his like plate discipline, like the times he swings at strikes was 60% last year. This year, it's 61%. The times he swung at pitches outside the zone, 24% last year, 22% this year. His contact percentage was 82.6% last year. Right now, it's like 83% entering um, Tuesday's game, of course. So it's like I, I'm struggling to figure out what's going on with Perdomo. Why is he... I just think he's hot. I think that's the best way to do it. No batting gloves per domo. It's just a different man. The pitches per plate appearance. Last year, you saw 4.1 pitches. 4.11 pitches per plate appearance. So far this year, 4.18. So it's like, quite literally, he's seeing the exact same amount of pitches. He's swinging the exact same amount of times. He's making contact at pretty much the same rate. His strike percentage of... You know, the amount of pitches he saw last year, how many of them were strikes? 62% last year. This year, 62%. Like, the numbers are insane how replicable and how redundant they are from last season. The only difference is those averages on, like, in the zone, I guess you could say maybe he's expanded his zone because last year it was pretty much just the middle row. He was good, but now 
anything in the middle, middle zone, upper middle, lower middle, and also the outer half of the plate. Perdomo has really crushed this season. And if you want to look at one other area he's really improved, maybe look at the right-handed pitching because Perdomo really struggled against righties last season. And his average against right-handed pitchers last season was 177 with a 540 OPS compared to against lefties, 237. Still not great, but markedly better against lefties as opposed to righties. But this season, he's better against righties versus lefties, and he's batting 333 against lefties. But against righties, 396 with a 1149 OPS. His OPS against lefties is only 750. So Perdomo has absolutely crushed righties this season. And another area he's crushed... Again, last season, he was pretty reliable with runners in scoring position. He had like a 280 average, a 780 OPS. This year, he's taken it to another level, 556 batting average, and a 1786 OPS, 1786 OPS with runners in scoring position, 15 RBIs. He has 10 hits and 18 at-bats. He's been insane with runners in scoring position. Men on the base is a 484 average and a 1400 OPS this year. Like The clutch numbers are just so like eye-popping for Perdomo like last season with men on bases only a 228 average and a 627 OPS so he's absolutely crushing in that area and high leverage moments this year 500 average and a 1306 OPS and high leverage moments last year a 214 average and a 514 OPS so this guy I just gotten even more clutch than what he was last season and he's not like adding more power to his game He's not hitting more home runs. He is hitting more line drives this season, and maybe that's a part of the reason why we're seeing this uptick in production, less ground balls, more just line drives. And I think those line drives are just finding open spaces because if you look at his batting average and balls in play, last year is 243. This year it's 477, and some people will tell you regression to the mean is coming, and it definitely will. But to me, I always think that's positive. Whenever it's not a foul ball, whenever you hit the ball in play, good things are happening. I think that's true. It feels like Perdomo is hitting 477 when he puts the ball in play. So for the numbers for Perdomo this year, like it's hard to figure out what has led to its success this season. I probably got to find like a Geraldo Perdomo quote where maybe he talks about what he did this offseason to work on his game because I quite literally don't know what he's done this year to really improve and get better. Like He's gotten better against all pitches. He's improved his zone coverage in the strike zone but in terms of what he's doing on a day-to-day in terms of the amount of pitches he sees in terms of the kind of pitches he swings at like all that's pretty much the same so I think it's just phenomenal that Perdomo's playing like this right now this is obviously the best case scenario this is definitely the best version of him we've ever seen I didn't ever think Perdomo could tap into this level of offense ability for like a six game stretch the fact that he's done this now for over 20 games I think regression to the mean is coming and negative regression. I don't like saying that. I want Perdomo to bat 350 for the rest of the season. I think that would be phenomenal. But if he ends the season with like a 290 average over 100 games and just continues to play solid defense and steals a few bases and just a consistent contributor at the bottom of the lineup, just picking up singles and RBIs whenever he gets those opportunities, like that's all you need from Geraldo Perdomo. Any offensive ability he gives you in a game is usually gravy. And right now with what he's doing for this D-backs team absolutely you know some stretches he's carrying this D-backs offense and looks absolutely phenomenal right now at the plate and I want to see how long he can keep it going for and 
The shortstop position has been strong for the D-backs this season. I love the Rojas's of the world, the Nick Ahmeds of the world. The left side of the infield has been really strong. Perdomo is someone that you've had to keep in the lineup almost every day, which is insane. Like You feel like he should be in the lineup every day because of how good he's been this year. Of course, that's not going to happen, but I've just been so happy with the growth from Perdomo this season. He's someone that I didn't really think is a long-term foundational piece. He's someone that I thought would be a pretty average shortstop in Major League Baseball. And so far, what he's shown us this season, maybe there's a little bit more to the ceiling of Geraldo Perdomo than I originally expected. So love to see the growth from our guy. And don't forget, you could catch every D-backs hometown pitch when you download the SiriusXM app and look up Diamondbacks on the app. But for right now, I do want to say that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, at there's a lot of times where your week gets to be overwhelming, right? You talk about, you know, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you. I get that with my teaching job, sometimes with my family, sometimes with the good folks at Locked On. And you never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can sometimes leave us feeling a little stretched thin. And then there's always the risk of burnout. Now, therapy helps. It's helped me over the years stay centered, stay focused. It's given me the tools to find balance in my life so I can continue supporting others without leaving myself behind. Now, look, it. if you're thinking about starting therapy, and I recommend it, if you're even thinking about it, give it a try. And more specifically, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime. If it doesn't work out with one, you can switch to another one. No additional charge. Here's what you need to do. You need to find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. Give it a try. Okay, uh, Miller Thomas, you were the yeah. host of Locked On Diamondbacks, the first place yeah. Diamondbacks, and so we're yeah. we're we're celebrating how great things are for the Diamondbacks, and we're belittling the St. Louis Cardinals. There is a distinct possibility that when the champagne dries in October, the Diamondbacks may be long forgotten, and Cardinal fans will be remembering the glories of 2023. Because the teams that are in first place going into May sometimes bear no resemblance to the teams that are playing in October. Just go back a year ago. Look, go back a year ago, the Yankees were off to a historic start. And they did wind up winning the division, having the best record in the American League. Okay? Do you know what the... Tied for the second best record in the American League at this point? Nope. The Angels 
Oh. The I Angels, 15-8. and eight, And everyone started thinking, oh, my God, could this be the year where Joe Madden has the Angels click and we have a Mike Trout summer and blah, 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 blah. Did it happen that way? No. No, no. No, it didn't. They turned into a disaster. As At this always. point in May, the Astros were even, 11-11. Now, remember, last year was a little different because we were last year you had the lockout, and so the season started a little bit later. But the eventual World Series champion was 500 at this point. The Cleveland Guardians, who went on to win the division, were sub-500 at this point. And if you looked at the National League, the best team in the National League, ladies and gentlemen, your New York Mets and the Giants were 14 and 8. The Rockies were 13 and 9. I mean, there was the and a team like the Braves started the season 10 and 13. You know, so teams, if you're in you're in first place in May, look at it's it's better than being in last place. It's better to build upon something. But the, the strangest, most recent example of this, and I was doing a little bit, and I was when I was starting to uh, pull these pages up, I was wondering when is the when am I going to see a team that has the best record that totally gobsmacks me? And I had to go all the way back to 2021, mm. just two years. At this point, on May 1st, 2021. Who do you think had the best record in baseball? In 2021, I'm going to say the Houston Astros. The Astros had a winning record, but they were uh, three games back in the loss column of the team with the best record in baseball. Give me, give me two more guesses. Okay. The Oakland A's. Nope. The Oakland A's were better than the Astros at this point in 2021. Huh. But it wasn't the A's. Okay, I'm going to go with our favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox were the second best team in the American League. But the team with the best winning percentage in all of baseball on the first day of May 2021 with a 16-9 record was, drumroll, And you will hear that answer from Sully Baseball, but after I tell you about eBay Motors, because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, they need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built because you gotta try this. If you're like me and you want to make a healthier snack choice but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you, Built Bars. And Built 
Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. Because what makes Built Bars so great and delicious is that they're covered in 100% dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, they're low calories, they're low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And right now, you don't just have to go to Built.com anymore to get one. Go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box. I love cookies and cream, so go get, so go get your own box of Built Bar as well from Sam's Club or Walmart. And you can thank me later. The Kansas City Royals. Oh. How they finish. <laughs> uh not not to to paraphrase not Pete good. in uh in Mad Men, not great, Bob. They finished seventy four and eighty eight. They nearly lost ninety games. Going into May, Royals fans were going, Oh my god, do we have a contender? The answer is no. After May 1st, the Royals, uh, well, let me, get, let me get the record after May 1st, was they were more, they were 21 games under 500 for the rest of the year. That's not good. That's not good. That's they played to good. a 423 winning percentage the rest of the year. The best team in the National League were the Milwaukee Brewers, but the eventual World Series champion were the Atlanta Braves who had the third worst record in the National League at this point. Only the Marlins and the Rockies were worse than the Braves at this point. Now I'm going to go back to uh, – I, I am not going to go to 2020 because that was the, the COVID the year. Yeah. And that was – you know, that's – I'm sorry. There's, there's no purpose in doing that. But let's go back to the year before COVID. On May 1st, 2019 – uh, the Cardinals with the best record in the National League. Um, the second worst record in the National League on May 1st. Who do you think had the second worst record in the National League? I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals. The Washington, the eventual World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Only the Marlins were worse than them. They were, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, uh, expand upon this. At the end of uh, there was there was a lot of chatter. If you remember, there was a lot of chatter about they got to fire Dave Martinez mm -hmm. because it was a disaster. And they were playing uh, their winning percentage was four fourteen, which over one hundred and sixty two games would have been a ninety four loss season. Going into May, they were playing like a ninety four loss team. They won the World Series that year. Insane. So what I'm saying is, and of course the team with the best record in the uh, in the American League at this point were the Minnesota Twins at 18 and 10. Now, to be fair, they went on, I bet you forgot this, they went on to win 101 games I did in 2019. That. And then got absolutely two by four by the Yankees in the division series, but I digress. Um, the point is this folks, and we're wrapping up here in a second. The point is this, 
it's a good thing if your team is a surprise team because you're in a better place to build upon a fast start than not. You know, if you're the Pirates and you want to have a surprise season, it's better to run out, you know, to, to jump out to a 20-something win April. But if you're a team like St. Louis, who we've just taken to the woodshed, this seat, there's a lot of months to go. And recent teams who start off horribly can turn things around. And teams that got off to great starts totally left our cranium. No one remembers the great Angels start. No one remembers the great Royals start in 2021. I can't even remember who was on that team. Mm-mm. But I bet if we went back to the locked on MLBs for that point, it would have been like, oh, wow, golly, this is the Kansas City year. Nope. nope. Yeah, this was actually kind of a depressing uh, segment to do because, of course, as the D-backs podcast host, I'm feeling pretty good entering May as the, you know, shared division leader in the NOS. But after doing this standings and like seeing every team, like it's not even the teams that are in first place. Like we discussed, it's also the teams that went from like worst to first after May 1st that were like in fourth or fifth in, the, in their division, like the Washington Nationals, and then ended with 90 plus wins and a great postseason run. And then looking at this from that 2021 season, I forgot the deep because 2021, I just ripped out my memory. The D backs on May 5th, on May 1st were 14 and 13. One game above 500. I remember going crazy in that lockdown chat because at one point they won like eight of 11 games or something like they had a really hot streak going into the month of May. And then what happened the rest of that season? The D-backs somehow only finished with 52 wins in 2021 after winning 14 games in the month of April. So you could just do the math on that. I think the D-backs only won like 10 games over the next two months. So it can change really quickly for teams. And I just want to use this as like a way to just like calm ourselves down as D-backs nation as arizona fans like let's remember it's a long season i'm a guy that gets really high on the emotional roller coaster i like to ride it throughout the season when the d-backs are doing good i'm talking crap and when the d-backs are doing bad don't come talk to me but right now i gotta take this as a moment to remember it's a lot of baseball left and let's take our time and remember that same year in 2021 the red sox and giants had very low expectations and they Mm -hmm. got off to hot starts and ultimately the giants won 107 games and the red sox made it to the alcs so sometimes those surprise starts can build on something. But it's never a surprise when Miller Thomas is here and we have a good time. Let's wrap this up. Where can people listen to your show? Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at CareerThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Locked On Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And please hit subscribe on the Locked On Dimebacks YouTube channel. And follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully, but Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Reminding us it's only May, but April... Well, it still counts. Take that to heart, Diamondbacks fans and Cardinal fans. That's Miller Thomas. I'm your pal, Sully. Let's do a fist bump and meet in another week. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. I know it came out late, so I apologize for that. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Don't forget, you can catch every hometown D-backs pitch on the SiriusXM app when you search Diamondbacks on the app. Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. If you subscribe to the Lockdown Diamondbacks YouTube channel and you listen every day, put hashtag everydayer in the comments section, please. And as always, come back tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay healthy. No says.